0: here at the all in podcast we love talking about sports that's pretty much our main topic and in sports you need to be reliable well what's more reliable than tavon's lawn care llc it's a black-owned family business in york pa Uh, Tavon's Lawn Care, or TLC for short, since they provide each job with tender, love, and care, has been in business for over (laughs) 10 years. Founded by owner Tavon Parker, TLC aims to provide employment for underprivileged youth while providing great service at a reasonable rate. You can visit Tavon's Lawn Care LLC.com or Tavon's Lawn Care on Facebook and Instagram to view their portfolio and request your cost-free quote now. So if you need any kind of lawn care or landscaping job, visit Tavon's Lawn Care for your landscaping needs. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the All In Podcast. Uh, I am one of your co-hosts, Eli Cooper, and I am not joined today by Mike Badzik. He is uh, off this weekend, we'll say, uh, taking a break. But... I'm joined by my best friend and our uh, all-in FC analyst, Sean Turner. How's it going, bro?
1: Not too bad, not too bad. How about yourself, dude? Not bad, man. We had a
0: great, great final uh, that we just had in the UCL uh, between Bayern and PSG. Bayern have come out on top as your champions for the 2020 Champions League. Um, yeah, a 1-0 win over PSG, and that's what we're going to get into today, uh, but before we do so, um, I want to take a moment to say happy birthday to the late, great Kobe Bryant. Um, we love you, man. We miss you. Um, you know, would have been 42 today. Um, it it's still doesn't really make sense uh, that Kobe's not here with us, so certainly heartbreaking, but happy birthday, Mamba. Uh, we all miss you here on planet Earth
1: miss you Colt, miss you man that's all so, I got
0: go. UCL final uh, just got done and we're going to dive into that now um, it was an excellent game first half was full of exciting chances um, so we'll start with Neymar uh, got in behind and, and had an early chance on goal
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, talk a little bit about that moment Sean what happened there and um, and Nora
1: came up with a big save early on. Yeah, I already say that's the first thing because Coleman actually, I believe, took home the man of the match. But I mean, I think there's a good debate that Mario Nora should be able to take it to take that home. But obviously with the 1-0, uh, I can see how you give it to Coleman. But Neymar, it just he just looked that's the that was the problem with PSG today. Uh their, their finishing was subpar by both their stars. De Maria did well out on the wing, but Neymar just couldn't get enough on it. Manuel you Nur know, got a, a good piece of it with his leg on there. I thought it was going to slide under him for a second, but
0: yeah
1: Neri you know, making a good save right there, which he did pretty much all game.
0: Yeah, and PSG, especially in the first half, did a good job of, um, you know, breaking out of Bayern's press. Uh, obviously, you know, that's been the big thing for Bayern. you know, is there was their ability to press. It's what dismantled, you know, most of the teams that they played here in the knockout stage, uh, most notably Barcelona. But uh, PSG was a little shaky with it, like in the first two or three minutes. But afterwards, they broke it well and they were getting in behind and creating chances um, and things like that. Uh, but Bayern was was you know creating chances as well on the other end um Lewandowski hit the post uh in the early parts of the first half and then um had a header uh on goal which
1: nah, bad probably
0: bad it bad. probably could have been a chance he should have took uh you know a little bit better but both teams had created some excellent chances throughout the first half
1: that's what i thought and i would say for both of these teams to be so top heavy Obviously, Byron being the better, well-rounded team, but with both of these teams having such top-heavy forwards out there, 1-0 was really surprising to me. But, yeah. I mean, I could I could see how they would play it safe, obviously, with it just being the one leg. So, yes, yeah. uh, I expect a little bit more scoring out of it, especially out of the PSG side, because that's where they were going to have to excel at. And when Byron was facing Leon, you could see where Anwar, uh, Memphis Depay, and they would link up they get some chances on so i didn't think that that Bayern defense was impenetrable and i thought that psg have the forwards to break through that and they did they just couldn't finish unfortunately
0: yeah and honestly like byron's def- uh defense was really their biggest question mark all year um you know i think the press as they got you know better with the press that kind of masked a lot of the defensive issues that they had because they were winning the ball back so high up the pitch that their defense didn't get exposed as much. Um, and, but once PSG settled in and they were able to handle the press, uh, they created some problems. And then, you know, on the other end, Alaba uh, had a horrible giveaway towards the end of the first half. And Mbappe has what looks like a tap-in and just not a good hit at all. And it was uh, actually a pretty easy save for Noor. You know, I don't, I'm not sure what happened there. You know, he's – I don't know that he was expecting the ball to come back to him or what, but uh, probably the best chance of the game other than Coleman's obvious goal in the second half, which we'll get to, mm-hmm. and Mbappe and doesn't take it. What were your thoughts on, on that play?
1: I would say when he made contact with the ball, it didn't look like he hit it cleanly, and it, he just fluffed it. it came right to – right down the middle. He couldn't get an angle on it. Couldn't get power on it. Which is – unfortunate because he was him and Neymar, it looked like Neymar was trying to do just a little bit too much it looked like yeah. um, and obviously down that right side which is going to be the better matchup because they have Alphonso on the left side who didn't look perfect today ironically um, but uh, attacking Kimmich was probably the best idea that I thought or say that defense was I thought it was weird the ball tank sat and they brought in Saul, but I would say it ended up working out. They got the, the one out, but I don't know. I already said, I felt like the chances that they were getting, they should finish, like to win the champions. You have to be able to finish those. You got to be quality on the ball, and they, they didn't have that, so. Yeah,
0: and Mbappe was pretty quiet throughout this game, um, and and that was his big moment. Uh, would have gave PSG a 1-0 lead in the first half. Um, and, and I think that ended up ultimately coming back to bite them. So that certainly hurt. Uh, and then not too long after that, Komen goes down in the box. Uh, Carer involved, you know, he's trying to get past him on the, on the end line there. Pen or no pen? What do you, what are you thinking?
1: No, I, I go, I go no pen. There is a little bit of physicality in the box he just goes down too early for me. I think more of him going down to the ground was a result of him losing his footing, and you could say that maybe that was because he had his arm on his shoulder. But I don't think I don't think it was enough for me.
0: I disagree. I it would have been a soft pen. Don't get me wrong. There's not a, <laughs> there's not a ton of contact there, but Coleman gets by him. And he's, he is grabbing the shoulder, which at any other place on the field, that's a foul, right? You know, yeah. if you get by a guy and, and you grab the shoulder, and Coleman really tried to stay up. Like, I don't think he went down easily. He's trying to stay up there, and, you know, I think Kerr's grab is what brought him down, which to me, that's a pen. Uh, in, my, uh, in my opinion, it's it's not like uh, it's not. I'm, on, clear the, and I'm obvious. on the
1: opposite side of it. I'm on the opposite side of it because if I don't think he had that much control over taking Coleman to the ground because he didn't didn't he didn't hit the back of his feet or anything like that, and you could see Coleman's foot just taking up a huge piece of dirt. Yeah, I think I think it contributed to more of him losing that footing than curl on his shoulder but yeah I may have been a soft pen I wouldn't have, yeah. I wouldn't have liked it. if VAR would have went back and said that's a pen I wouldn't agree with it
0: yeah I mean if I'm on PSG no way that's a pen right like that's not <laughs> there's
1: no way in the world
0: I want that called obviously but if I'm coming like you pull me down in the box if you would have called that, that outside the box give me that if you know what I mean yeah. like, in the box shouldn't it should be the same um, and that could have been a deciding moment. I think PSG got away with one. Um, I think it was good that VAR stayed out of this one, though. Like, it, I don't think it was clear and obvious. Like, the fact that we're yeah. having a debate about whether it was a pen or not just goes to show yeah. that it it wasn't clear and obvious. So, um, not mad that VAR stayed out. And I don't think, like, it's not an egregious missed call, um, yeah. in yeah. my opinion. But I probably would have called it a pen.
1: Well, we're glad you're not the ref. So <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. And that's being so, That's speaking. I was rooting for. If if y'all didn't notice, I was rooting for PSG. I mean, coming into it, I had plenty of people ask me like, "Who do I think was when?" Byron looked like the more complete team, and that what yeah. it turned out to be. And Neymar and Mbappe stars. The stars couldn't penetrate that defense, even though that's where their weak spot is. They couldn't. They couldn't take over. Take over the game, but. I was rooting for PSG. Unfortunately, they lost. Yeah. Oh, well.
0: I mean, yeah, definitely fair to say, like, Byron was the, you know, hotter team coming in to this game for sure. But I thought PSG played the better first half, um, if you ask me. Great. if he, I think, like, both teams created chances, like we said, but I think PSG created the better chances, especially, like, Neymar's has to be a goal. I mean, Mbappe's play has to be a goal. Neymar had a tougher angle. But, like, Mbappe is dead set in front of goal – Got to finish that, Um, and and like I said, that ended up coming back to haunt them.
1: Um, He'll probably probably be up tonight thinking about that one.
0: Absolutely, and you know we're probably gonna see him. In more you know UCL finals, especially when he comes to Madrid and actually has like you know stability around him and stuff <laughs> like that, totally we're gonna see him in these moments and he's gonna he's gonna finish them off going forward. You know, so we'll give him two more years to try to to fail <laughs> with PSG to, for two two more times. You'll fail with PSG and then you'll realize that you need to be in Madrid. So, and, and we'll solve all those problems for you of of missing chances. And then that's how UCL. it's gonna go? Yeah,
1: that's, that's exactly how it's gonna how to go.
0: Be. Yeah, he's gonna stay for two more years and then. Uh, last year of his contract, PSG is going to make a decision. Zidane's going to be knocking on his door and, and he'll be back in Madrid. And then he'll start going back to UCL finals and winning them. Because that's what we do in Madrid. So
1: Interesting take.
0: Is what it is. Uh, so let's get to but, the second half. Oh, go ahead.
1: No, I was going to say, let's talk about the potential of Mbappe. Let's say Mbappe and Neymar won this title. Yeah, they would have knocked out every single trophy that they could get in League One. Yep. He would be a Ballon dior away from being one of the best players ever. Mm-hmm. On the way to be one of the best players ever. Yeah, I was gonna
0: say on the way, yeah. I think he's already there. Uh, I think he'll win multiple Ballon d'Ors, you know, once he gets, I don't know if that he can necessarily win them in PSG because no one really takes that league seriously. So like the numbers he puts up are never gonna be like a hundred percent respected. Mm-hmm. I mean, cause unless he wins these, right? Unless he wins UCL finals yeah. in PSG, then you know, people are gonna go back and say, Oh, well, PSG was actually that good and so was Mbappe. You know what I mean? So yeah. that would be the difference. But like if he wants to win it without winning Champions League, then he's gotta do it somewhere else, I would say. Yeah, uh, because it's it's I don't know that people are going to think of that as valid, but he he absolutely already is better than Messi and Ronaldo were at this age. So, you know.
1: Laptop charging out, Donald. Um,
0: so certainly has dope potential. I don't think there's any doubt about that. He wasn't great today, but mm-hmm. I, I think he'll be great in the future. And he's young, right? This is like the biggest stage you could possibly put him on uh, at such a young age. You know. Yeah other than oh he's been he actually he's won a world cup so i don't know
1: and this is the biggest yeah right so uh, you know what i mean (laughs) and he
0: showed out he did show out on that one so you know who get more chances but uh the kid is definitely
1: elite i think i think he's well on his way yeah
0: so let's get into the second half now um the second half wasn't quite as entertaining as the first um not as many chances were created and i think a lot of that is because coleman got that first goal in the 59th minute um, and a beautiful cross in from Kimmich uh, uh-huh. on the edge of the right edge of the box uh, goes back close to Coleman. Um, and it was like on a silver For platter. He's, you know, he's, he didn't have to go up over anybody. He really just had to get his forehead on it and, and finished it. Uh, and Bayern, you know, took a one, nil lead, which, you know, I think in that. S- First 15 minutes of the second half, they were the better team. Uh, what were your thoughts on the start? You said of, about the first half. Uh, through the first 15 minutes of the second half, they oh, okay. were. I think they they made some adjustments. They came out. I think they were better um, than PSG, and and obviously they got the goal to show for it afterwards. What were your thoughts on that? You know, first 15 minutes, and then Coleman's goal.
1: Um, from Byron's standpoint, you got to look at that first half that you had much more possession than where PSG was playing from was on the counter. So they did a good job of not giving up a goal even with multiple errors out of the out of their own half and didn't concede a goal, which is good. But in that second half we really seen him control the ball and control like the pace of the game at that point. Yeah. Um, I thought it I thought it was coming. I already said I, I thought it was gonna be from maybe Lewandowski. Nabry seemed pretty uh Non-existent. I would say throughout the game, he didn't really make too too much happen. Coleman yeah. was out there burning him at that right back position all day. And you could see Byron was just going to play through him the whole time. Every minute yeah. every he was at, um, he was out there. He was beating him just bad. So, I would say, it, doesn't, it didn't surprise me that Coleman was the one that got on the board, though.
0: Yeah, and honestly, like PSG defensively, other than Carer, who wasn't great, um other than that, they were good. uh they limited lewandowski for the most part. He got a couple of good chances in the first half, but really nothing after that yeah um and and really, yeah, like you said the the only thing that was really breaking them down for the most part was Komen on that left hand side um and you know eventually. They, they found him, and, and really the goal wasn't even Karis' fault, I don't think.
1: No, no, no. It um, you know, he,
0: he had to mark up on, I think, Lewandowski, and then Comey was just wide open. Whoever that winger was just never rotated back, or midfielder yeah. never rotated back to pick him up, and he was just wide open. Um, so, you know, it was kind of – it didn't really feel like justice, right? Like, like Byron was creating all these chances and not scoring. It was kind of against the run of play – uh, given how the game had gone for the most part, other than that 15 minute stretch in the start of the second half, yeah, and then so it you know a couple of minutes later, Comey gets another opportunity in the uh, 63rd minute, um, but his shot is cleared off the line by Thiago Silva.
1: Yeah, uh, and first lo- first look at that, that looks like that's going in in the goal. I would say Thiago, which is weird to me because they're letting Thiago go. Yeah, looks yeah. I, I would say you gotta you gotta. Have a question of who's going to replace him? Because yes. you do have Kempempe, but who are you going to put alongside of him? Uh, and he was a little bit risky for me today I, yeah, out of the was. back. I was <laughs> saying uh, Thomas Mueller was arguing that it wasn't a foul, and I didn't think it was. And that's a terrible turnover to have at that time. And yeah. I don't know. I don't know what he was thinking right there. But they gave him the foul, so yeah. he ended up making it out. But I didn't think that was a. I didn't think that was a foul.
0: Yeah. So, um, you know, Tiago Silva had a good clearance off the line shot was probably going wide, but still, um, you know, Byron, I think, picked it up as far as like chance creation and and dominating possession after that goal. Um, They started doing a little bit more before the goal. And then after the goal, they really kind of took over this game, Mm -hmm. uh, I think, for the most part. But then in the 70th minute, PSG seemed to get themselves back into it. Um, Marquinhos, Got in behind, got a good look on goal, and Nora came up with another incredible save um, in the 70th minute. I mean, he he built them out in a lot of ways today.
1: Yeah, yeah, I said that's why I would, that's why I said I would make the case that maybe Nora should take on that man of the match. Um, Marquinhos just has to finish, and he just has to finish. That is a, such a opportunity that you have to put away, and he didn't. I already said, that was. That was brutal to watch, honestly.
0: Yeah, and, and granted, like Marquinhos isn't necessarily the person that you want all the time in that situation. Um, not that he can't finish there, but obviously, you know, he's no striker. But, um, you know, it was a, it was certainly a good opportunity. Tough angle. I mean, not the greatest angle, but um, certainly, a you know, a chance, again, not taken by PSG, yep. kind of similar to uh, Neymar's, you know, first half opportunity that he yep. had. Um, But that was, you know, another big save uh, for Noor to keep them alive and keep them in front, um, you know, going into the stretch of this game. And, like I said, you know, PSG was really – they really had started to, you know, break that press down and get back into how they were playing in the first half. Yeah. And, you know, just two minutes after they, you know, get that save from Noor, Mbappe goes down in the box in the 72nd minute and –
1: now, this what, one, is this one a pen? This one I deem a penalty. Oh, and the reason on. and the reason why is Mbappe clearly beats both of them. I don't think that he quite loses possession. I think if he doesn't have his foot clipped by Kimmich, I think he continues to create a play out of that. And that is why I thought that was a penalty. Still a little bit of a softer one, but directly from his feet is how he did not get to finish that play. And Kimmich was the result of that. So yep. I thought that was a pin.
0: I disagree. So we're on opposite sides of this again. Uh, so, you know, I think he's – I think he had already lost the ball before Kimmich kicks his his heel. And he he kind of barely gets the heel there. So but how
1: far – how far was – the ball – Mbappe's foot – didn't hit the ball with the little bit of push that Kimmich gave him. So maybe you can debate that he lost a little bit. But if he doesn't take his foot out, he could propel himself or get there to maybe make something else happen. Yeah, and this was kind
0: of a strange one because, like, in live time, it really didn't look like anything. Um, And really only Mbappe contested it calling for a foul. Mm-hmm. Uh, no one else, none of his no one else on the field really, you know, was calling for a foul. But like really when you go back and look at the replay is when you you see that heel clip and that's where the question comes in.
1: I mean and that's, I, that, and that's granted because with everything, it's like everything looks worse than slow motion. Yeah, exactly. That's where that's where the VAR comes in. I always say honestly, soccer players need to be more like basketball players in the bubble because everything they have, be like run it.
0: (laughs) Right, right, right. (laughs) Every single time,
1: like, nope, run it.
0: Which, like, normally they are, right? Like, I I don't know. I feel like they complain to refs probably more than any other sport. Mm -hmm. Uh, But this one, no one really, and maybe it's because PSG is, like, trying to get back into the game, so they didn't really have, like, time to complain while the game's still going, yeah, argue while the game's still going on. They kind of just had to keep going. But, you know, in, in live time, I'm like, no, like that's a dive. And but it wasn't a dive. It certainly wasn't a dive. I just think that the ball gets away from Mbappe there, um, and then Kimmich catches him. So I don't yeah. know that that's necessarily a pen. And again, I don't think it's clear enough that VAR can overturn that. Yeah. Um, so you know, unfortunate. Like I think if the ref gives it at the time, again, VAR can't go back and overturn that. I don't think. Like, in my opinion, I don't think they can go back and overturn that. And same with Comans. Like, if they're both – whatever the call on the field there should have stood. Mm. Um, and that's what we saw this time. This this ref didn't really seem to want to give pens out today.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. So, which, is, which I think is good. I say that I think that's good.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. He, he certainly left it up to the players to decide. Um, but PSG stayed active throughout the remainder of the game. Um, their buildup play got better and better. Um, they started hitting Bayern on counterattacks as well. Um, And actually, in stoppage time, there was another pen opportunity on Lewandowski um, in the box. Again, no call. But PSG counters right after, and Neymar plays the ball in the box. Chipo Moting, hope I'm saying, yeah, Moting, yeah, (laughs) sorry, Chipo Moting just couldn't get a foot. Like all he has to do is get a toe on that, and. it's equalized. We're going into extra time and our lives gets pushed back probably. <laughs> but, you know, if he gets a foot on that, we're, we're one, one, man. Like,
1: but before that, before that, the Lewandowski pin opportunity, that is a pin. He got no ball yeah. at all. That one is a, that is a pin for me. I would not yeah. have been able to call that.
0: Yeah. I think of all three, that one was the most clear. Uh, and I'm not really sure why VAR didn't go back and look at that one because um, there was a clear kick there. So I don't, you know, I don't really know why that wasn't called or what happened there. Uh, but PSG countered like immediately and almost got themselves a goal off of it. So I think Byron would have been pretty upset had that happened. So
1: yeah. um, rightfully so.
0: Right and now. that was really that was really PSG's last chance. Um, you know, was which was in the 92nd minute. Uh, Byron went on to, to hold on and finish it out 1-0. Um, so let's talk a little bit about you know Neymar and Mbappe. Obviously, this uh, you know, duo is probably the most talked about duo in all of soccer. Um, and neither of them were great today on you know, the biggest stage of the season. Yep. Um, I think Neymar was more involved, but I think he was trying to do too much. Uh, What were your thoughts on, you know, those two
1: performances? Um, Quite that. I would say both of them subpar for finishing. Um, Like I said earlier, I thought Neymar was trying to completely take over the game and kind of have it in his own hands. Um, Mbappe was a little bit more unselfish throughout this game, and I would say he had a few chances. The one that he had where he kind of just tried to curl it into the right side Kimmich was right in front of him, usually we'd see a little bit more technique from Mbappe and maybe get a fake shot in, cut it back, and then cross it in, and yeah. he didn't do that. And he did that, I believe, three times, and two of them were deflected. So I thought he was going to switch it up. I already said the, the finishing didn't look great from that side, um, and I thought Neymar was a little too involved in everything that was happening. So yeah. I think that that, that was uh, kind of a downfall of their offensive play that they had.
0: Agreed. And it's kind of weird because like for a stretch there, Neymar wasn't involved at all. Like they were really just struggling just to get him the ball. And then, um, you know, I think after, once he started to get on the ball, things started happening, but there was also times where it's like, it was almost like he was drawing in defenders, but like the, which is good. He was drawing in like two, three defenders at a time, but it was kind of like he was just waiting on them to foul him. Like yeah. instead of passing out of that and then running, you know, in behind to kind of play like one twos and stuff like that, where it was just like, he was he was trying to dribble through everybody at some points in this game. And I was kind of like, okay, well, what's he doing? And, and a lot of times he drew fouls out of, out of it. Like he didn't really give the ball away in any bad areas. I don't think, yeah. but a lot of times, like he was just taking fouls. And then when he had open teammates that he could have passed to with defenders out of position and really could have broke down, you know, Byron's defense, um, with other players. And, but he just, he didn't make that pass out of some of the double teams and triple teams, um, that he ended up getting. So that was my biggest gripe with Neymar. Um, and I think like Mbappe just wasn't involved enough as far as like touches. I don't think he got enough touches. Um, I don't think PSG did a good job of linking, um, as far as their midfield linking up with the attack, especially in the second half. Um, I think they really, you know, and I think that's what limited him the most. I don't think he was bad, though, when he was on the ball.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Sam. So and Mbappe looked good. I say the one-twos, he's really good at that, obviously, because of that pace, and that's going to beat out Kimmich down that left-hand side, which is when Neymar was um, drifting out there and drawing these defenders in, nothing came of it right so i mean i i thought that nate should have probably been on the ball a little bit more a little bit more involved and then we dial back how much Neymar was involved to kind of get him to some more open space to where he could actually create more because he was doing that but it just looked like he had his hands a little bit too involved in all of the attack that was going on and i mean if he spreads that around a little bit you can break them down a little bit easier okay so let's talk about Byron a little
0: bit. What did you see from them today that you liked, disliked, overall thoughts on their performance?
1: Uh, offensively, I thought it was a little bit under the level of play that they're used to. And I think that comes from a safer approach because it didn't really look like they were pushing for a second, obviously, with getting that that goal right out of the first – right out of the start of the second half. Yeah. So it didn't look like they were really pushing for a second – Um, I'm not not surprised Joshua Kimmich was involved in it. He's excellent wherever you put him on the field, center mid, CDM, right back. He's a jack of all trades. He's really got a little bit of everything in his bag. So it was nice to see him get an assist. Coleman did really well down that left-hand side. The star that kind of looked like he didn't really have anything – under control was Nabry to me. I would say everybody looked like they had kind of a a good hand in that offensive game except Nabry, and he just couldn't couldn't quite link up, unfortunately, after having such a superb semi. Yeah. So, I would say the takeaways that I got from it, Byron still king of possession. They possessed the ball pretty much the entire game. I think the splits were like 62 to 38 or something like that, but yeah, they did a really good job uh, of limiting giving the ball away. They did have a couple of them, but they did a pretty good job at limiting that. And a lot of that comes from the two guys that they have in the midfield, Tiago and Thomas Mueller. And yeah. Tiago on the verge of maybe being out the door, I thought had a really good performance in this yeah. final. So I really say, I thought he did really well.
0: Yeah, agreed. I thought I thought Byron was much better in the second half um, than they were in the first. And I don't, I don't think they were bad in the first half, especially attacking-wise. Uh, but defensively, I think they plugged up a lot of the holes that they had in that first half. Um, they plugged a lot of those up in the second half. They handled PSG counterattacks a lot better. Um, like I, PSG on the counter in the first half looked like they were going to score almost every time. Um, yeah. And, and Nor was really bailing him out. But, like, in the second half, they didn't create nearly as many chances uh, on the counter as they did in the first. Um, and I think, like, once Byron, especially after they got that goal, like, they did an incredible job of taking care of the ball. Like you said, they didn't have any, like, bad giveaways that gave PSG easy chances, um, anything like that. Like, they were just really smart um, the entire game. Um, you know, I thought I thought this would be a more – I thought there would be more goals in this game just in general because, like you said, of how good both of these teams are attacking. Um, and we got chances, but we didn't necessarily get goals. But um, mm-hmm. it was certainly an exciting game to watch um, and, and and all count a, a great final. Um, and when yeah. you, you really look at Bayern's season, um, I think it's this win for them is something to really – like when you look back – to early on, they struggled, right? They were awful um, in the early parts of their Bundesliga season, which was almost a year ago now. Um, so bad that they fired um, Niko Kovac um, back in November of 2019 and um, you know hired their now coach, uh, Flick, who obviously went on to lead them to the Bundesliga title um, and the Champions League trophy. Um, so, you know, they, they had to come a long way, man. And it was really that their defense um, was so bad early on. Um, and I think, like, when Flick came in and he kind of enforced, uh, you know, their pressing style a little bit more, I think that really helped them. Um, and really, it's what opened up all the goals. And then, obviously, like, I'm, not, I'm mad that France canceled the Ballon d'Or because Lewandowski – by far, deserves this. It would obviously be his first in his career, but like, you know, I think everybody pretty much had to go through the same thing as far as you know the COVID situation. It's sad that he's not going to get it because, especially after this win, yeah, um, he he absolutely deserved it because he was incredible all year.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm on the, I'm on the same page with you. Um, that's unfortunate. I already said, especially they look like kind of the favorites or at least top four of the favorites going into the champions. Yeah. Um, and they they did it. I would say so. It's unfortunate that 55 goals this season is not going to be rewarded with. That's unreal. Dior. It, uh, that just, that, that's, that's just crazy to me. Yeah. And then not only does he contribute to winning them the title in their league, they also take home the Champions League. I think that's a little bit unjust, but. Yeah.
0: And so apparently there's a petition out, um to reinstate the Ballon d'Or so that Lewandowski can win it. I'ma sign it. I'ma look for it, I'ma find it. If it's one I can sign online, I'ma sign that shit. Cause Lewandowski deserves himself a Ballon d'Or. He had an excellent season.
1: Facts, and it, it kind of feels like League One kind of did that out of spite.
0: Yeah, because, right.
1: Because who do you have that's really in the race for this thing?
0: Right. Not, so. no, none of their guys would be really true contenders yeah. for that award this year. But, you know, it is what it is. So I think we should close out the show um, talking about the knockout stage format. Obviously, because of the layoff, um, Champions League had to make some changes to the knockout stage. Um, so obviously they they kept around the round of 16 which started before the cancellation of play or the stoppage of play I should say um, you know they they kept it you know obviously they finished up the second legs of those and then from there on quarterfinals on in it was one one leg matches so you get your extra time and then go to pens which none of them ended up going to but fortunately
1: I love seeing pens
0: I do I love pens so <laughs> it's, it's an awful way to lose I would say but it's incredibly exciting to watch. It's thrilling. It is a thrill. Does the, and the Champions League apparently is considering keeping this format um, as far as the one leg knockouts um, going forward. Should they do it?
1: I'm on board for it. I am totally on board for it. I like the format. One game. And this is what was odd to me from the PSG side. One, they bring on Draxler. He didn't really look that involved. I thought we would probably see a feature from Salarabi who came in in the semis when they needed some help, him and Chipotle Montaigne. So, that was a little bit off for me. And then it, like, for it to be one leg, I just, from maybe around minute 76, I didn't see enough of them going ahead. Like, it didn't look like we absolutely need to win. It looked like maybe we have another leg. And that just, that, I didn't get that feel from them. It was still just Mbappe, Neymar, and then Whoever else joined them, maybe one or two guys. Yeah. At that point, with the high line that they were playing, I would think that you would see a lot of those guys getting up. Yeah. But I didn't. I didn't get that. But for the format, I like the format. I already said I would like to continue with it.
0: I like it too. Um, I don't. I never really loved the away goals rule. Like I always thought that was kind of dumb. Like to me, if you're gonna do the two leg things, like throw away goals out. And then if it's tied, like, regardless of who scored where, if it's tied at the end of the 90 minutes of the second game, go in extra, sure. yeah, extra time. Yeah. Extra time and pens. So like, if you're going to do two legs, do it that way. But like, that's what the reason I don't like the away goals is because teams kind of play differently. Like, especially if you're on the road first. Right. And cause you kind of can just say, okay, well we're on the road. Let's just pack it in, not give up a goal. And then
1: maybe you know, steal one when we get home.
0: Right. We'll, we'll we'll steal one when we, especially if you're the worst team. Right. Like if you're not, if you're playing against a team that's better than you, you know, like Atletico Go versus Liverpool, right. um, kind of situation where but Atletico Go just kind of the yeah, they put everybody behind the ball, hope to hit you on the counter, um, and then catch you out that. Or you know if it and then if it's tied at the end of two legs, then they'll just prey on pens. So it's like I don't really love that. I think the the one leg kind of forces you to play a little more open. Like you don't have the, uh, a second leg to go back on. Um, you don't have, you know, obviously you have extra time in pens, but like sitting behind the ball, allowing a team to have all this possession and create all these chances when you only have one leg, um, does not really bode well. It's not a good. It's not a good strategy. Um, and more times than not, uh, the better team will win. I would think, um, you know, when you only have one leg, of course, you know, anything can happen
1: yeah.
0: in, in football, but, you know, I think it makes it more exciting too. Cause I think the best thing in sports is do or die situations. Like there's nothing more exciting than that, where win or go home, do or die type situations are presented and, we got three straight of those, the quarters, semis and the, obviously the final is always like that. But, you know, I and think I that's
1: – No, I was going to say and honestly, let's put some pressure on these managers. Like yeah. the like the example with Athletic. Um if he comes in to Simeone, he comes in and puts 12, 12. <laughs> he puts all 11 guys behind those, all 10 guys behind the ball and hopes to maybe hit you on the counter yeah. and after that you go back home, and then you can switch it up. The one leg forces them to make adjustments during this game. Yeah, yeah. Like, they exactly. get paid the big bucks. I want to I wanna see you implement multiple – and that's where Byron really gets out because they have a guy for everything. Like, yeah, Joshua exactly. Kimmich is a Swiss Army knife. You can put him anywhere. So, yep. if you do need more help in the midfield, maybe you put him in the midfield and bring on Pavard or – you got Goretzko on the other hand. It, they they got a lot of guys that pretty much fill a lot of different roles that they have. Just, they're they're a really deep team. So um Flick getting them whipped into the shape to take home a champions, I was I was not surprised by he, he, he got them guys right. Yeah. But I like to see the managers have a little bit more of a presence on the game instead of kinda of just, you know, kinda of hoping for something to go your way.
0: Agreed. So, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd like to see this knockout format stay, um, at least from quarterfinals on in. If you want to keep round of 16, two legs, fine. Um, yeah, or, yeah and, I'm more if, than
1: fine with that.
0: Yeah. and Or if you don't do, you know, the straight one game knockout, do two legs but no away goal rule. Get rid of that. Um, and then – you know go extra time and penalties if it's tied because like that's more exciting than it ending on an even score and you going through just because of where you scored your goals at yeah like, yeah you know what I mean so um
1: I and, think that, that and would, that's the I already said I'm on board with you on that one I don't really I don't really like that very much because I mean it's tough I already have been lesbian like there was no home field advantage like you didn't right. get to play at home so like Say they say we didn't have to accelerate the season, and you did it that way. Yeah. The, it, I would say it, it should. Just, who scored more goals is right. kind of how I think we should do it. But yeah. but yeah, I'm hoping I'm hoping that that stays. And if, if we do switch it up a little bit, I could I, I could be more than fine with the aggregate or the Agreed. away goals being being fine. We can still do aggregate, still do the two legs. That's that's cool. I mean, I'm down to watch more soccer. That's not a problem with me. Right. but. All right, see, I don't love the, the away goals either, so I'm with you on that.
0: All right. Well, that wraps up all of today's topics. Any final thoughts on today's Champions League final?
1: Uh, I want to say congrats to Byron. Shout out to Shefke.
0: He's been, <laughs> he been
1: calling this thing since the season started, and obviously they didn't look great in the beginning, but he stuck with them. Uh, they're going to be blazing next year. Yeah. When they bring in Leroy Sane, what a signing! First, I don't know. Course. They
0: might be they might be losing a lot though. Uh, Coleman might be on his way out. Tiago on his way out.
1: Uh, I think Coutinho's
0: so. loan's gonna be up. Not sure if they're gonna keep him long term. Don't think so. Paris's loan is gonna be expiring too. So they got
1: maybe. some moves. They got some moves to make. But if they yeah. can retain maybe Tiago, keep him there. You're obviously gonna keep Murali. He's a club legend at this point. Yeah. Um, Perisic, I'm not too sure if they absolutely need Perisic. I, but yeah. I think Coleman, I, I don't think fast. you play Coleman over Leroy. or to, There's no reason to spend that much money on him if you're going to have yeah, no. Leroy coming off the bench.
0: Coleman's going to be United because they're not going to get Sancho.
1: I don't think they're going to get Sancho either. You know what I would love? I would love them to come on and take Douglas Costa off our hands. <laughs> For around 40, 40 mil. I was like, yeah, y'all, please, come get this guy. Y-
0: y'all having a fire sale out there. Y'all just cut uh Higuain and Kadira
1: for free. Bro, everybody, everybody, we gotta go. Gotta go. Unwine, if you're listening to this, please come to UV. Leon don't love you like we love you. <laughs> no, I would love, I would really like to have a guy like Unwine in our midfield, though. Seriously, yeah. he's, he's a really good playmaker. I feel you.
0: Well, That wraps up today's show. Uh, Today's podcast is obviously brought to you by the All In Network. Mikey, my guy, we missed you today. Uh, You guys, don't worry. You'll see him again on Thursday. Um, And remember, uh, head over to www.allinnetwork.net. You can find the audio versions of our podcast, Rain and Bliss, All In Politics, Real Deal Radio, uh, and the newest Beast Gaming podcast, uh, the YouTube channel uh, is also also can be found on our website. Um, you can also find engaging articles. I just did an article in the uh, recap of the draft lottery that happened a couple of nights ago. Um, so if you missed that or you know NBA fans check that out and get uh, updated on how that could potentially impact the league going forward um, and where these picks landed. Um, you can also see our all in bets and DFS blog uh, ran by kyle cooper uh, who gives gambling advice um, he will be coming out with articles throughout the year um, and also follow him on twitter he's always given um, his picks um, so you guys can make a little bit of money off of him as well so uh, thank you guys again for tuning into the all in podcast and we'll see you guys again on thursday
1: Nice.